welcome. This is an awesome podcast. This yeah. is one of my favorite ones. <laughs> to the Jeff. It's a lot of whiskey, Jeff. Macalino. Jeff Macalino. 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 Podcast. Hey, welcome everybody. <clears throat> I hope my voice is back. Uh, man, I, I had a, a busy week of podcasts. Uh, recorded an episode for the Joe Nolfo show, comedy sketch show, I've mentioned on here before. Um, did a did a couple football podcasts for FL teams, one for a local football flavor, focusing on the Saints. And, uh, of course, recorded a bunch of episodes of the Jeff McAlino podcast. Um, so, yeah, here we are. Uh, <laughs> last last weekend, which was a week from when I'm recording this, was the, uh, the rap party for Women Want Everything. So I got to meet back up with most of the cast and uh, much of the crew. Uh, so that was enjoyable, just, you know. Stay tuned. You will hear it on here, and you will see it on all the social medias when that movie comes out uh, at some point next year. Uh, today on the podcast, I was a little nervous, but super excited to speak with Leanne Rose. Um, Leanne was introduced to me by D Daniel, the past life regressionist, who was on just a few episodes ago. And uh, boy, I'm glad... Uh, he introduced us. Um, he's had Leanne on his podcast. He's also had, uh, so Leanne, you'll hear more about this in the podcast, but she is a trans channel for the Galela Collective. Um, you can hear the Galela Collective channeled through Leanne uh, on Daniel's podcast. Um, and uh, also on the Skeptic uh, Metaphysician podcast, where I had on, I don't know, nine, ten episodes ago. Um, she, Leanne is a lovely lady. She's a healer, therapist, yoga teacher, and of course a channel. Um, so she, the Galela Collective is a, I'm going to probably butcher this, but basically an interdimensional, uh, collective, uh, consciousness, I believe I, I'm, I, I'm close on that. Uh, she will explain it better than I can because, you know, it, she does a good job explaining it, actually. Um, we talk about a lot of things. We talk about time uh, as a concept. Um, I feel like for now, you know, if you're a fan of Leanne's and you stumbled onto my podcast, you might think, you know, this is, you know, level one, level two type stuff. Uh, for my listeners who are new to this kind of thing, I feel like this one gets pretty, uh, pretty philosophical and deep um i make a, make a couple movie references so you know when i'm referencing a bill murray movie and a marvel movie it's it's obviously philosophical and deep but no i kid uh it was a really tremendous time speaking with leanne uh and uh yeah uh, i'm i'm gonna let the episode speak for itself frankly i don't i don't think i have much i can add upon what was said uh while we were recording one thing I can add is you're missing out if you don't download the Ibotta app. Use the link in the show notes below. Ibotta is the cashback shopping app. It earns you cash back for everyday purchases you're already going to buy. 
I save, a, a, I get a few dollars a week uh, back from Ibotta just for buying things I was already going to buy. It's, it's really as simple as can get. Click on the link in the show notes below so they know I sent you and you get a $5 uh, offer. Uh, and if you're so rich, you don't need to save a few bucks a week. Well, then why don't you sign up for my Patreon where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. Uh, and get special perks and merch at $10 a month. I'm basically losing money at that point. Or $20 a month. Uh, you know, sign up, you'll get merch every three months at the $10 or $20 level. At the $3 level, you earn my love and respect. Um, that's hard to quantify, but it it's real. Uh, also, hey, Flaviar, this is the club you'll be telling all your friends about. Taste exciting craft and premium spirits. Access exclusive drinks and learn the ways of a true whiskey aficionado. All of a sudden, you'll find yourself with a personal home bar from the best of bourbon, scotch, rum, gin, or tequila, and heaps of stories to tell, and some you might forget. That's off script. Uh, Flaviar, use the link in the show notes below to assure you get the discount for listening to the Jeff Macalino podcast. I'll see you on the flip side. Here's me and Leanne Rose. All right, everybody. I am now super pleased to welcome Leanne Rose to the Jeff Macalino podcast. How are you today? I'm doing amazing today, Jeff. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, I'm. I'm excited to uh, to be speaking with you, and I'm I'm grateful to uh, Daniel, the past life regressionist, uh, for uh, getting us in contact. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, I this is this is bad podcasting one hundred and one. If if you uh, after you listen to this podcast, you should go listen to his podcasts with Leanne. They're fascinating. If you're you know, I'm I'm going to probably just touch on the surface. He obviously understands a lot more than I do. He's a little more knowledgeable on the the topics that we're going to talk about. So. <laughs> but I'll do yeah, my he's best. Been in, the, in the game for a while. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The uh, I I now, by the way, uh, every time I message him, I try to call him Time Lord. Since that's, oh, I love that's that. What, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, I bet he secretly loves it as well. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm sure he does. He's never corrected me. <laughs> but uh, hey, hey, uh, you know that's a good time. That's a good name. I, I would stick with it if I was. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I definitely would as well. I definitely would. <laughs> and it's so, well suited, you know, he definitely, he definitely knows his stuff about time. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he does. I'm, I'm going on his podcast. I'm like, oh boy, I don't know what, <laughs> I'm, I, I feel like a gorilla at the zoo. Like I'm not smart enough to. <laughs> I'll just bang on my chest and make some noises and hopefully that's good enough. <laughs> but uh, you have some fascinating stuff, some of which I know just from, from listening to you uh, on other podcasts, uh, and some stuff I don't know anything about, uh, which is good, because I, I told you when we talked before, it's like, I like to try to start from the beginning and the low level, because yeah. I assume people who listen to me, they're obviously super intelligent, but prob <laughs> probably not well-versed in, in some of these topics, so... <laughs> um. The, give it as beginner's spirituality, which is that was a nice way to look at it, isn't it? <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's it is I, I always say this, it's like a lot of it makes a lot of sense. It's just, mm. you know, I'm going to use words that are improper, not not 
to, intentionally, <laughs> but I'm going to use words that mean something to me that are not the exact correct word, but usually people understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. And, and you know, there's no such thing as right and wrong, is there? You know, it's your version of understanding. And as long as we can, as long as we can agree on something that kind of fits with our mutual understandings, then we're all right, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So the, to, to dive right in, the, I guess, I don't know if I want to say the standout part or the part that jumps off, jumps out the quickest is that you are, and again, I'm going to probably get the, the words wrong here. You're a trans channel for uh, an interdimensional collective. Yeah. I'm, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't nice sure about interdimensional. <laughs> I wasn't sure if that was a, a proper, good enough explanation. Um, and I know you utilize that with... And this is where I'm. I'm gonna need some some help to to explain it better. But you help you that collection helps you sixty manifest or help other people sixty manifest. Uh, that's something I don't. I, I you know I'm assuming sixty is like <laughs> twice three D. But I I just or it could just be six D words in a row that I don't. <laughs> oh, I just love this podcast already. I just love it. <laughs> Yeah, so, so yeah, I am a trans channel for an interdimensional collective consciousness that are called the Galila Collective. Um, and in English, <laughs> what that means is that I basically open up my own energy field to allow, or well, we'll call them beings, just for, you know, to keep it simple, to allow other beings to speak through me and to share their wisdom with the world. Um, and they also, not only do they share wisdom, but they also share energetic vibrations that positively impact other people as well. So you can think of that as a kind of energy healing. So it's kind of twofold. Not only are they bringing through wisdom, through words, but they're also bringing through healing, through energy as well. Um, and so obviously with the six dimensional manifestation. So my understanding of it is that they have been working with me since I was a baby. And um, since mm. I was very, very small, I had a um, experience where I actually passed away in the bath that's an interesting story um, and ever since that point in time I have been able to kind of sense energy differently and I think they've been working with me since that point to begin to utilize my experiences and shape them into a process that we call six-dimensional manifestation and sorry if you can see if you can see my screen moving. The cat is rubbing himself against the laptop. <laughs> Apologies for that. No, no worries. <laughs> um. So, yeah, we basically what we teach you to do is to step into what we call the multi-dimensional self. So that's basically helping you to remember that you are more than just human, and that you have a whole wealth of magic available to you in any given moment you just have to utilize that and to learn how to use it basically and that's what we teach you to do gotcha so <laughs> you you actually <laughs> you actually answered one of my I, I apologize you probably see me writing and I the the more interesting and unknown to me the topic the more I'm going to write down like oh I got a question that um <laughs> You, you already answered one of the questions. I was going to say, when did you start? And you, you answered that. Um, when, but when did you, I guess, come to the realization that 
this was a, an intergalactic collective that was you were able to connect with if that's proper terminology yes yes yeah um so uh, and again apologies if you can hear the cat pairing he is <laughs> it's all up in my business right at this moment in time <laughs> um so I actually didn't recognize that I was working with an interdimensional consciousness until fairly recently. It was like the beginning of this year, basically, um, that they made themselves known. Um, so before this point, I, I spontaneously channeled um, when, during a meditation. Um, I don't know whether you'll have heard this story um, in, at a, in a different podcast, but I spontaneously opened up to channeling a couple of years ago. And it wasn't until this year that it really kind of, oh, I'm so sorry. He's, he's now nudging the microphone. He wants to be on the show. He really does. He's like, make me a star. Make me a star, Joe. I'll, I'll give him a credit on IMDb if he wants. <laughs> yeah, so um, they, they actually came through earlier this year. Um, and it wasn't it wasn't actually until I started my business. So I started my business in um, December last year, knew I wanted to do something spiritually based, knew I wanted to help people at a soul level, but I wasn't really sure what direction I wanted to move in. Um, and then I suggested to somebody that, you know, I can I can channel a little bit. Um, and then I practiced in front of um, a group of people. And the Galena Collective basically just erupted out of me and were like, hello, we are the Galena Collective. And so yeah, it was um it's it's it is fairly recent. It's so we've we've been working together for like 10 months directly. But that was my when I was consciously aware of the fact that I was working with an interdimensional collective consciousness. Before that, I was kind of I was still channeling and I was channeling different different singular entities this was the first time I had truly experienced a collective consciousness and it became it became known to me really really quickly that we had a very direct link and that and that they were a key part of what my mission is here on this planet um so yeah I hope that answers your question sorry it, that we went around the world no, it, talking about it, it does <laughs> my you know it, it fascinates me and I guess one thing that it's probably a fairly obvious question that I don't know why I hadn't thought about this in, you know, pre pre right now, but <laughs> I, I, the, I don't know why, again, it seems so fairly obvious, but I'm curious about if there's any knowledge on how this collective would have been formed and whether these are people who not again, people's the wrong word beings who <laughs> have maybe been people. Uh, or or perhaps you are actually even kind of part of the collective at this point, but, um, or, you know, are these beings that are potentially in our universe just far away that, you know, kind of can mentally mesh? I don't know if any of that makes sense. <laughs> it's it's hard to put into words what, what a collective even is, right? Yes, yes, it totally is. And I absolutely adore that question. Absolutely love it. And I feel as though you're a lot more in tune than you probably give yourself credit for. Um, so yes, I am. So they tell me I am part of the Galena Collective. So a higher element of me is kind of merged in with the collective. If you want to get really, 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 really kind of broad spectrum about it, technically, 
the Galera Collective are an element of source energy. And so technically they're an element of everybody's multidimensional self. But in that same instance, so are you and I, we are all elements of source energy and we're all interconnected. Um, so that's if you want to go really, really, really broad spectrum with it. <laughs> um, but if you kind of to think about it simply and for people to understand what my connection is to the Galela Collective, you can think of me as a human representative of the Galela Collective, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of a, so what they show me is that obviously time works completely differently outside of the third dimension. And it's kind of like a, as my human self was kind of looking for some something to, you know, to create for itself, that the Galila Collective itself, we're looking for human representative and our human brains like to think that, oh, it was all predestined, it was all set out, but actually in reality, it's all happening all at once. It's all a big mesh of energy. Um, and what they tell me about themselves as kind of as a collective. So you can think of them as a non-physical consciousness. So just kind of purely energy. What they tell me is that half of them have had human lives, half of them haven't. And the reason for that is because the key thing about what we teach is about how to implement both the non-physical and the physical. So it's important for the collective consciousness to be, he's head button the microphone again, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it, it's important for them to be well-balanced in the multidimensional elements and the human elements. And um, they also show me that they are from, so when you, when you experience other trans-channelers or even just other channelers, um, that don't just do it in, you know, in the in the way that I do it. Um, you tend to hear of like a collective from a particular, like a particular planet. So you might get like the the Pleiadians coming through, like a Pleiadian collective. Um, so the Galila collective aren't from one set planet. They okay. are so they exist across different dimensions, but they also are they kind of made up of other beings from other planets in other galaxies, kind of simultaneously all at once, but also across other dimensions all at the same time, if that makes sense. So they are a huge, huge, hugely diverse spectrum of non-physical energies that all kind of interlink with the same goal of helping humanity to step into its next level of consciousness. It's, so I don't, again, I'm, I'm just gonna go with what jumped into my mind as you were saying that. Um, and I don't know if you've seen this movie, but I'll, I'll, I'll try to explain my thought process and hopefully it, it makes sense. It's funny when you describe them and how much wisdom they can bring and how they're just capable of accessing time or uh, interpreting time differently. It, I Again, weird thought was I thought of a line in Groundhog Day where Bill Murray says, maybe God's not all that smart and powerful maybe he's just been around so long that he knows everything uh and <laughs> that's almost oh. where it's like i mean if you could get thousands of years of information of course you're going to be able to you know have wisdom out you know and that's not to insult the, the galena collective at all. It's, <laughs> it's what they should be but that's, yeah, that's no, what that's popped into it. my head is it's like if you could access thousands of years of of information well i would hope that you're a pretty wise <laughs> Person yeah, I mean, you being. you would hope we, <laughs> and I suppose that's that's the beauty of it is that they are they are tapping into the raw essence of what 
of what existence really is, the, the raw essence of source energy, the raw essence of reality itself, which exists outside of time. So it's almost like it's not just the accumulation of the time spent. It's it. I mean, they are the time spent, if that makes sense, like because they are directly coming from the energy of kind of witnessing creation in its rawest form, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's so the I, I'm trying to now mix some of these ideas with other concepts that I've that I've uh, <laughs> roached on the podcast. And I guess an easy place to start is with Daniel, because we, you know, we've mentioned him already. But so I know, you know, what he can do is help you uh, discover again, i probably butchering this sorry daniel uh <laughs> but he can help you discover who you've been in the past um yes. which i assume i don't think i ever asked him if it's always a human past or if maybe sometimes it's not i don't think we broached that topic um it, it's not you're not always human and i can speak from experience <laughs> so so yeah so that's an interesting um that's that's got to mess with some people's minds who maybe go <laughs> yes because yes, hypothetically this could be your first human life i mean <laughs> depending on who you are yeah um, yeah you know you could be a you could be a new soul coming in for the first time really experiencing all this stuff and i suppose the the element that that we really kind of we attach a lot of value to is that past lives are absolutely amazing for you to really start diving into your multi-dimensional self and the the work that past life regressionists do is absolutely amazing because it really helps people to step into the truth that oh I'm I'm a lot more than just who I think I am like I'm a lot more than just Leanne Rose there's 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 much more to me than I'd ever recognized before and so you are often find that a lot of people step into this level of magic that's available to them through past life regression it's actually how I stepped in as well to be fair um and it, it tends to be easier for us to be able to get on board with the idea that we've reincarnated. It tends to be easier to, to, to get on board with the idea that we've been human before and we've had another life before. And what that then starts to open up inside of you is, okay, well, if I've, if I've been human before and there's all those different planets and galaxies out there, maybe I've been something else before. And when you dive into that level, then there's all that kind of magic that comes into it. But where we're kind of operating at is we take you all the way back to the source of what you are, source energy, like the rawest essence of who you are, which is ultimately you've been every single piece of everything everywhere because at your source, you are source. So you are all of it and all of it is you. Yeah, apparently he really wants to draw attention to this because he's headbutt on the microphone again. <laughs> he's he's dropping the mic. He's he's emphasizing <laughs> your points. <laughs> uh, uh, it, it's it's interesting to me, and I know Daniel uh, talks about you know he having some some bad uh, past selves or things in the past that were not not good. Um, <laughs> that's that's to me what I always think is the uh I, I would imagine the toughest part is going back and obviously there's also a factor of from a human level 
times change history you know uh look everyone in the world knows slavery is like one of the most evil things ever but anyone who if if we've reincarnated you've either been a slave or a slave owner there's no doubt i mean because slavery goes back thousands and thousands of years not just in america you know um so i that that to me i always think yeah but what if they told me or what if i come back to remember these things and i'm like i thought i was a good i thought i was a good being i thought i was a good soul and clearly i'm not (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i love i love that i love that it seems it would it it could even I don't know I, I it would be a if someone I'm not going to use Hitler as an example because I know I wasn't <laughs> Hitler in a past life but if someone told me I was some evil dictator you know yeah. even thousands of years ago that I've never heard of I'd be like God that doesn't sound like me at all what what's hidden inside of me that that could <laughs> so I I don't I I imagine with the channeling and the the uh, manifesting and all that stuff i imagine that's a hurdle a big hurdle for some people isn't it definitely definitely so i mean getting to know your so we call this element of you the element of you that knows that it's more than human and that is in touch with all that magic we call the multi-dimensional self so whenever you are tapping into anything other than your human beingness right now you're probably tapping into a different element of your multi-dimensionality So if you were to confront these elements of you that are, that maybe have been Hitler, let's go there. Let's think about the the elements of somebody that somebody was Hitler in a past life. Do you know what I mean? So that from our perspective of things, this is what we do things is that we try not to get people to be too attached to the one past life that they see, because in reality, you literally are all of it. And if you make it too personal, then you're not tapping into the fullness of your magic. So let me put it this way. The, the belief system that, that kind of everything that I do is operated upon, and obviously all of the information that I gathered from the Galila Collective is based upon the fact that we literally all come from source energy. So if that is the truth, if that is the core foundation of how our fabric of reality is made up of, then every single one of us has been Hitler at some point because it is all source energy. And so when we think about it from that perspective and when we think about, okay, well, why would source energy create somebody like Hitler? Because it introduces contrast. It allows us to experience the light and dark of being human. And if we didn't, so think about if you were stuck in a room with a bright light that was permanently on constantly, and that was where you lived, you wouldn't even have a label for what light was because you don't have a context to understand it in. It's only by turning the light off and then having something to contrast it with that you learn to understand what light actually is. So that's how we tend to... This cat is driving me nuts. <laughs> hey, I, I think he either loves me or hates me. I one or the other. I don't know. <laughs> I think he loves it. I think he's trying to get through the microphone to <laughs> to get to you. <laughs> That's uh, my my nephew used to just hear my voice and he'd just start laughing. So yeah, I mean, it's just just something, something that you know. <laughs> bringing joy to all, Jeff. 
joyful jeff there you go <laughs> i i my voice attracts animals and babies i don't know <laughs> <laughs> the, the purest of innocence that's why it's such a juicy vibration to have <laughs> it, it's um it's an now i i i i want to shift but not completely shift because yes. I, I obviously the whole conversation's interconnected but um it it makes so uh i've talked to the skeptic metaphysicians who i know you were also on their podcast uh yeah. i talked to them and you know will's biggest thing is the biggest thing is meditate like meditation is the most important thing you can yes. do uh and his wife can't do it and i can't do it i i not yet it's like i just can't my mind won't slow down i i actually trying to meditate stresses me more than just if I sat on the couch and watched Seinfeld for the 77th time, that is a more meditative state for me than trying to sit in silence and clear my mind. So I'll work on it. But um, one area where, and I don't know if you have any thoughts on on even whether these things are real, but one area that I like, I've always said there's some, I dream differently than most people. I have extremely vivid dreams. Um. I've been told by many metaphysical people because I, I openly say I like to drink before I go to bed because that numbs my dreams because they're too intense and I can't sleep. Like wow. they're too real. So I literally drink. So my dreams don't wake me up at night. They're like, <laughs> if I, I don't need to be trash drunk, but just a little, a little buzz is enough where the dream goes from a being a 10 to being like a five. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, tolerable and pleasant. But many people have been like, well, you you have probably an ability to astral project or lucid dreaming, which I know are two different things. Um, so I, I even had an expert on astral projection come on and I'm like, I'm, I'm scheduling out like I'm going to take a nap when I'm sober, I'm going to do it. And it's like, I dreamed that I had astral projection, but part of me is like, yeah, but of course I did. I was focused on it and that's where my subconscious was. So I don't know. I didn't get any important message out of it. So it's like, I don't, I don't know if that's a thing or if I just, again, if you think enough about it, you know, you're going to dream about it, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So first off, I just want to say, if you are experiencing extremely vivid dreams, your psyche is trying to get a message to you. And if, if it's coming up really, really vividly in your dreams, it's probably because you're not paying attention in your waking life. <laughs> so we can talk about that after the podcast. Um, <laughs> but um, so the other elements as well is that I was, I was a rubbish meditator, like really, really rubbish. And it wasn't until I started to try and things like kinds of movement meditation kind of like yoga doing things that just really help me to drop into my body and to relax that I was able to because what you're really doing is opening up your connection to yourself that's what you're doing and so so in in what what you're actually doing here is so alcohol is obviously it's a depressant it helps us to kind of switch off so what you're actively doing is your 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 psyche is trying to communicate with you and you are numbing yourself off from that and so when you then open up the floodgates, obviously your psyche is going to show you everything that is possible for you. And so the other bit that, that's, that I love about this is that 
you probably did astral project. And the the gorgeous thing about spirituality is that it's so infused in our state of being that we don't believe it could possibly be that simple. And so we're always second guessing it all of the time. And this is why most people find it so difficult to actually open up their channel, open up their connection to this stuff, because we're always second guessing it because we think it has to be so much harder than what it actually is. And this is just the element of you that believes that you're separate from all of this stuff, that believes that you're not capable of interacting with this element of yourself. And so, oh, hang on, sorry. Now he's caught up in the microphone. One second. <laughs> That's going to be a great screenshot here with the tail just hanging out for the camera. <laughs> Gigi, what are you doing? He's not even my cat. He's, he's my mother-in-law's and she's... <laughs> Oh, and he's not usually this affectionate. He, like really, he really, really loves you, Jeff. He just wants to be in your company, clearly. Right. Come on, you. Come on. Maybe I was St. Francis of Assisi in a past life. Maybe you were. Who knows? Come on. Here we go. I popped him in the living room. <laughs> he was going to knock the microphone over if I didn't. So, <laughs> so uh, an affectionate little guy. He is. He's very affectionate. Bless him. Um, so yeah, basically the core message of that is that you probably did astral project. Your psyche is probably expecting it to be this huge, huge, big, massive thing and that it would be really, really transformational. Actually, we are so interlinked with our multidimensional self that most of the time we're kind of open and channeling and not even aware of it. We're not even kind of consciously aware of the fact that that's what's happening. So have you ever experienced deja vu before? Um, here's another weird answer. I, the only time I think I've actively recognized deja vu is while dreaming. I've had, Ooh. I've had repeat dreams that the, the freakiest one, I remember going back to being like four years old. I had this nightmare and it was me and my older sister and like these crazy, violent, gruesome Muppet type characters. Ooh. And horrible nightmare and two years later i had the same dream except for that time i was with my younger brother and i was protecting him from seeing all this stuff like my older sister did two years ago that's the one that sticks like that was like age four and age six like the first memory i have is that those two dreams where the characters i mean i was the same but i went from being the little brother that needed to be protected to the big brother um so i considered that deja vu but i have the same Sometimes it's like I've had this dream before. Well, which this is weird. Like for yeah, for what's supposed to be a lot of people are like dreams are just mental diarrhea from your subconscious. So you shouldn't have the same dream, like weird specific things. Presumably, I wouldn't think you should. Yeah, yeah. No, so so I just want to poo poo that comment that <laughs> that dreams are. <laughs> so dreams are actually incredibly powerful i know that wasn't your comment by the way <laughs> oh no yeah <laughs> um <laughs> um and they, so think of think of your psyche as your best friend in terms of showing you where you are in alignment and out of alignment with the kind of life that you are wanting to create Dreams are an incredibly powerful way for your psyche to show you something really intense in a short amount of time that really kind of, it's basically just like a film playing out and you get to interpret what those dreams mean. So 
the fact that you are having kind of recurring dreams is a huge message from your psyche. If there's a repeating kind of theme, particularly if it's the same dream that's happened again and again. And I love the fact that it changed so that you you were in the position of little brother and then in position of big brother. So that is really juicy reflection of kind of maybe how your um, ability to shift into that stuff in your personal life is kind of your psyche is trying to show you that and trying to show you that that kind of leap so what what I would say is that you, you definitely don't ignore your dreams but what the the elements of what I was getting up for I'm getting way off track here <laughs> that's all is right that <laughs> deja vu is a really juicy way of it's almost like the so anybody that's experiencing any kinds of spiritual awakening and again we're all we're all awakening in our own time some people have like a catalytic event that kind of opens them really quickly and we tend to call that a spiritual awakening anybody that's going through that tends to have elements of deja vu and so this is this is your reality almost having a mini crash and saying to you it's almost like think of it like a glitch in the matrix kind of thing mm-hmm. and I, we use the term matrix, but we don't use it in terms of like a, a negative thing in any way, shape or form. You are the thing that is creating it. Nothing has a hold over you. Um, But it's like a juicy reminder that, oh, look, everything isn't as it seems. And it gives you a bit of a clue that there's a lot more magic going on than your human self will be automatically registering. So if you and any of you ask most people about who's experienced deja vu it's it's surprisingly common and that's because this is how how in tune we are with the spiritual world and don't even recognize it even like simple things like when you're talking about somebody and then they text you or you walk into a room and you can sense the atmosphere these are all you linking in with energy around you even even in the language that we use when we talk about it being high vibe or low vibe or positive and negative vibes like this is talking about vibration and vibration is literally the fundamental basics of what we operate on in our universe like it's it's infringed in our language because it's so kind of infused in what we do it's not separate from us it is us well it's it even little things just just thinking about what you're saying you know when you're when you're out in public you've literally feel people looking at you exactly that's a it's a weird everyone's had that feeling um and i honestly i probably something i shouldn't say on my podcast but i even used to use it as an advantage like i would you know single guy out at a bar i would scope out and be like i'm just gonna look at her until she glances she'll feel that i'm looking i'll look away and then she'll be looking at me and then Oh, very, very juicy. I like that. That's yeah. very juicy use of energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, not not maybe everyone's uh, cup of tea as far as how ha- you know, but it was it was effective. <laughs> so and, I, it, and it's you you're working at that whole other level, aren't you? Of you recognizing that energy plays a part in what you are doing. Like energy is hugely what you are utilizing to attract somebody and if you're utilizing that in a very conscious way obviously as long as you are using it with the you know the level of respect necessary for ladies right. yeah. <laughs> of course of course 
but you know if you are wanting to offer that love up for people to to enjoy and to say you know I'm gonna love the divinity of who you are and I'm gonna send that energy lovingly in your direction and let you know that I'm interested in your energy then that's a really juicy lovely way to to go about it isn't it yeah it's an interesting idea and I've never thought of it that way but it is like I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I know works so you're focused on me now <laughs> I guess it, 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 and I guess there's really no other way to say it except for it is using some sort of energy there's also no I, I've never heard an explanation as to why you can feel people looking at you that you can't even see they could be behind you there's no physical way you could see them and you still know yeah. it's I think some people are more aware than others, of course, but yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, a lot of, I think this is the, the, the stuff as well as that a lot of, so a lot of the stuff I talk about, some of it is evidence-based, but most of it isn't. And that's because a lot of evidence-based is very reliant on things that we see and understand in the 3D reality. Whereas much of our power and much of our consciousness actually resides outside of the third dimension. So there's no possible way that we would be able to understand it or create an evidence base for it or do any of the sciencey things that our human minds need to kind of try and make it logical and try and make it proof. Because the whole beauty of kind of tapping into this stuff really is about the beauty of the unknown. And so I don't think it ever really will be evidence-based in in any tangible way at least because the whole point of it is to dive into the unknown energetically it's and that's almost sorry go on <laughs> no, it's fascinating you you went that direction too because I, that was literally on my mind because i talked yesterday on a podcast that will probably be released a week after this one to uh a, my first time i've actually done a repeat guest on the podcast i'm i'm friends with uh calvin smith and he's a uh, he he's an atheist he his his thing is i want to know only the truth and i want to believe nothing that's false so if it is not a falsifiable you know proof thing he doesn't believe it and yeah we we debate but a lot of times it's like i don't know i i like what i feel so there's yeah. no there's no proof you know and I personally, I always say, I don't know what God is, but I believe in some form of a God, a creator, yeah. uh, who who does care, uh, at least a little bit. Um, I don't have any evidence. And when he and he asked me about it and to credit to him, I don't have an answer. I'm like, I just like the way it makes me feel. So I'm happier that way. He's happier not that way, which is also to me. I'm like, I, I respect that very much. I mean. The fact yeah. that you don't need to believe that you're anything more than just a, a meat suit that's going to turn into worm food when you die. <laughs> I, the, the level of, of peace that must, that must exist inside of someone like that. Um, but it, it is, I even said, I'm like, well, how are you, if God literally spoke to you, you, you know, you would maybe believe, but you wouldn't be able to prove it to other people. Because yep. of course they're not going to believe you because you can't prove it. <laughs> yep. And it's it's so funny that, so again, that that energy is so, it's so needed on the planet. It helps to ground a lot of us. It helps us to, you know, create that contrast. And we do need people that are 
very rooted in that energy of no there there definitely isn't anything and and it's you know it, it offers us that contrast it also offers a fear vibration and so ultimately this this energy can be extremely useful when we are when we can see how it plays into our own realities and it's really good to be able to acknowledge the groundedness of it but there's also this element of when we are so rooted in fear and remember everything that I do is all about we are the creators of our own reality and so we create our own reality through our own vibration when you are attached to that element of you that is believing that you don't have an active part to play in the creative process that there is no god and that you don't have any of that creative power if you are creating your reality and that's what you believe then you're going to keep creating more proof and evidence in your external reality that that's what life is about so and for some people that's that's how they like it it's 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 understandable it's 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 simple it's basic they they understand that they handle themselves and and that's how they want to live life and that's amazing for those people because it helps them feel grounded and safe and protected because they know they can handle themselves which is amazing but for those of us that are starting to step into the magic so say one of those people that was really kind of grounded in that energy and was like yeah no this is this is what I'm this is what I'm about this is what life is about I've got this I've got this kind of logical element to me I know that this is what life is about say they have an extremely powerful spiritual experience that's going to throw them all out of whack and the only way that you can start to really start implementing this kind of how do I describe this how to bear with me Jeff (laughs) you're good (laughs) so if somebody's operating really strongly from their fear frequency and they have an incredibly spiritual experience it's probably going to create more fear unless they run in the direction of where the spiritual experience took them so what I would say to people is if if you find yourself in the fear frequency of feeling as though none of this is real and this is where I feel safe, but then you start to have spiritual experiences that you can't make sense of, try not to fight it because it will it will amplify the fear and it will stop you enjoying the juicy peace that comes with, well, maybe it is real, maybe it isn't. And that's kind of how I started, to be fair, is that I kind of started with all of this stuff sounds well crazy. It sounds nuts as anything. And I'm well aware of the fact that people probably think I'm an utter, but actually starting to believe this stuff, it makes me feel better. And when you prioritize that inner feeling of peace and safety and security within and recognizing that 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 really does come from within, it doesn't come from whether or not that belief is actually real or whether this, or whether God is actually real or whether, or whether your, your prior beliefs that nothing was real is real when you really start to recognize that, oh, okay, it doesn't really matter what the what the the ultimate truth is. I just have to guide my own internal world in a way that feels good for me. And so if that internal world starts shifting, then just roll with the shift. Don't fight it. Just allow yourself to be true to what feels good for you. I um I it makes sense to me. And it's I'm thinking, I'm like, I've got two really easy things I want to 
want to want to jump at but i i've got a doozy of something stirring in my brain that i i feel <laughs> relates to all of it again um and this kind of well i i'll try to explain what i'm thinking and you can probably actually put it into words that make sense because i <laughs> i feel like that's happened a lot on this podcast where i'm like i've got this weird abstract thought and you make it make sense uh so which is which is great which again means like this goes back to what I said earlier. It it makes sense logically to progression. We don't all know everything, but I I keep thinking, um, and this goes into a gazillion different topics. You can talk about this being dreams, ghosts, aliens, all that thing. The concept of time, I would presume, you you your being whatever's inside of you could be living all of these lives simultaneously or not all of them but at least several of them at the same time because it's not time's not a straight line right so yeah maybe uh, i have dreams where i'm in a different place and it doesn't really make sense maybe there's some tapping into well that's why it makes sense because this other being me that's living in another dimension that's what their world is and i just accidentally our you know consciousness just accidentally put me in his world instead of my world <laughs> um even though i'm always in the same meat suit in the dream <laughs> but i think again that's probably just an easy way for your mind to encapsulate your your physical being to make it digestible yeah. so i don't know if any of that makes sense but that's what's stirring up in my head <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just makes so much sense, Jeff. And I'm going to say something now that might break your human brain a little bit. Mm. So I want you to think about this idea of we we literally, as a collective, as source energy, have created time in order to be able to understand our progression as we move through this physical reality that we've created in order to have these experiences that we've decided to have for ourselves. Outside of that, time literally does not exist. Like it literally is just not a thing. It is it's time is literally encoded into our 3D reality so that we can move from A to B and have this quote unquote experience living through time. Because if time didn't exist, we'd all just be static energy. So time had to exist for us to be able to move and to transform and to and to really experience a shift as we move through different elements of ourselves as source energy the only way so, we could comprehend it yeah yes right? exactly so if you really think about it if time doesn't exist then technically we are living every single life in every single body on every single planet in every single galaxy in every single dimension literally all at once because time doesn't exist so the elements is what you're actually really doing when you're tapping into that stuff. And this is what we teach you to do in 60 manifestation is to tap into your multidimensional self in a very conscious way is you are shifting your perspective into those different visions of you rather than traveling through time or anything like that. If you know what I mean, like it's, it's more you shifting your perspective. So the Galela collective show me the universe as almost like a giant brain. So think about source energy as like a giant, giant brain a giant mind and the different dimensions and there are like literally countless and um, they 
they pop them down into like nine core dimensions but then each core dimension you can think of the core dimensions as like you know like the prefrontal cortex and all that kind of stuff the different elements of the brain but then every single one of those then splits off and splits off and splits off and splits off so you can think of the different dimensions as different perspectives think of them as like the tiny brain cells making up this brain and you can think of yourself as like an atom within a brain cell so every single time you shift a perspective, shift your perspective, and that could just be something as simple as you seeing a different point of view whilst you're being human, but it could be as complex as you visiting another version of you in a dream, like you've just described. What you are doing is branching out into different elements of this brain and sampling different elements of yourself. Does that make sense? It does. It does to me. Oh, and and frankly, I don't know if it will to most people, but, but <laughs> it does. But I'm saying it because it's like because I know because I talk to friends, family, podcast guests. I talk about my dreaming experience, and they're like, "I just go to sleep and wake up. If I have a dream, kind of <laughs> you know, blah." Um, so it makes sense to me because it's like I I don't. This is so bizarre. I can't even explain what I what I dreamt. Um, so yeah, no, it, it does make sense to me. I, I will say this is probably more something I should talk to a therapist about. But, but <laughs> the, the, the most common recurring dream, and it goes back a few years. Um, I've I've said this before on the podcast, and honestly, I've even talked with my brother and brother-in-law. We started creating a comic book kind of based on my dream not I, they actually it was a weird dynamic they were talking about these characters and creating a comic book i had this dream and we all got together somehow that week and it was like oh this character fits in your comic books let's let's roll with it but it was basically uh i got i i thought i died uh i was driving over a bridge the bridge collapsed it was very vivid I wake up, I'm on an alien spaceship, and they said I was the only survivor, and they they read my energy and pulled me in because I'm one of the universe's immortal beings. Oh. Um, and uh, the problem with being an immortal being is once your energy is detected, there's several species who are going to come to your home planet and destroy your species because they're not every species has an immortal and they don't like them to exist. So they're like, we're going to train you to protect Earth. And uh, so I woke up literally six, I thought six months had passed uh, of me wow. training, being on aliens, learning all this stuff. I woke up, I I rolled over to look at my phone and I'm like, all right, it's still May. I've it's just a dream. <laughs> uh, but I've since had recurring dreams where I am, again, this immortal character who has to do things. And I'm like, so again, my thought is, probably need to see, see a therapist i probably have some grandiose uh of issues but that's the most or maybe it's the universe talking about you know your 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 physical being may die but you will continue to live on another you know i don't know if it makes any sense but <laughs> i just absolutely absolutely adore that story absolutely adore it um i am actually a therapist so you're talking to the right person anyway because that's right know. yeah <laughs> <laughs> But so that just so beautifully ties in with the truth of what I know that, you know, my spiritual truth is, is that we are all these immortal beings and that, you know, it, it really is even that juicy element of, okay, but once you awaken to the truth that you're a mortal being, then there's this threat that comes in. 
Mm. is very kind of reflective of any time we start to step into our spiritual expansion, that's when we start to become more aware of our fear vibration. And so this is literally what happens as you step into awakening at that level and awakening to that truth. You begin to meet your fear vibration a lot. So that ties in so beautifully. And then the fact that you were then called to, you know, to be doing these actions that were kind of going to save humanity once you step into this next level of yourself it's all about how you become the highest element of who you are as an individual piece of source energy and that always saves the whole in some way but it, it ultimately it saves it saves the self first but it saves the self to save the whole so what i'm talking about is kind of stepping into your soul purpose mission and kind of being the the height of who you are as a being and contributing the rawest essence of who you are to the whole and so that was just so beautifully reflected back in that in that gorgeous story that you just told me which is just amazing and and you know there could be a little there could be elements in there that you know my therapist brain could get in there and have a little have a little cheek about as well but for the most part it really and given that you've told me that it's quite difficult for you to connect kind of when you are awake it makes sense that your dreams would then be really starting to try and make you aware of this stuff particularly as it's been so for you as an individual it's coming into your consciousness more and more and more because you're attracting people into it obviously through your podcast so clearly you energetically you are beginning to resonate at those higher frequencies and start to pull in this information this knowledge this wisdom to awaken that element of you within so juicy times for you jeff (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's this is one thing i love about uh talking to someone like you uh is all of these things i'm like i don't know if this makes sense Uh, again every time i again that, that whole thing i just brought up that story it's like most people would be like you're crazy man <laughs> but it actually i i could even see in your face when i was saying it it's it's it was connecting like yeah and, and yeah. i'm like I, yeah that's it's it's comforting and someone would you know again would say well yeah of course you just want someone to to give you uh you know yes it's not just it's not just that you're crazy and you have dreams <laughs> and, and i i had a friend who who's like one thing you know when i when i don't have my children i drink excessive amounts of alcohol on the weekend and i always joke it's a superpower like no one can drink as much as me i've never had a hangover in my entire life i don't you know i've never been arrested well we don't need to talk about that but not (laughs) it wasn't alcohol related but well not because i was drunk at least but (laughs) we don't need to dive into that uh but like I'm not waking up in a ditch. I'm not, you know, like someone was like, "Your drinking's a problem." I'm like, "But is it?" Like, because if I don't have the rock bottom, so so someone's like, "That was probably why you dreamed you're immortal," is because you literally think this amount of alcohol has killed people, and I drink it just for casual fun. And I'm like, that makes sense, but I, I like to think there's a deeper meaning. <laughs> Yeah, and I suppose it's about it's about what you make important as well. So I've got a friend that's kind of, um, you know, she operates purely with frequency, and she uses the term, "Do you want to make it matter?" And she talks about this like literally in terms of like, so we are literally creating our external world. Like 
when you give attention and focus to something, you literally bring it into being, you manifest it into the physical reality. So if you were to pay attention, so this is what I was saying to you before about those people that are very resonant in the fear frequency and want to believe that there, there is nothing else, they will keep making that matter and they will keep creating a reality where that is their reality. That's their proof. That's what they will keep attracting in. Whereas when you begin to start shifting your focus and awareness into something that feels more powerful and that feels juicier and it feels a little bit more magical, that's when you're going to start attracting in that possibility and attracting in that, that kind of reality. And really, the possibilities are kind of limitless when you really start to activate that. So like right now at this moment in time, I feel as though you're in that kind of space of, oh, you know, it might be real, it might not be real. I'm kind of like, I'm having fun with playing with it. And that's where I was for quite some time until I, I was really kind of started to get a lot more into the, oh no, oh, actually, oh, I'm getting a lot more evidence now that this is real. Oh, my days. Okay. Okay. This, yeah, this is really, really real now. Like, cause my external reality was really starting to reflect that back to me because that was what I was internally really focusing on that's what I was creating from an internal perspective is I was going looking for that magic and so you know if our internal reality creates our external reality if that's what we focus on that's what we're going to create so I love that you are really open-minded around this stuff and I feel as though it's going to bring all kinds of magic into your life (laughs) Uh, I I hope so and and I (laughs) I'd be remiss because one thing uh, I'm very curious when I've, again, I've heard you on at least three or four episodes of other, other podcasts. Um, and it sounds, I want to know the physical toll it takes on you to channel the collective, because sometimes it, it sounds fine, but a couple of times I'm like, oh, it almost sounds violent, like, like <laughs> bad for her body to do. Like, I almost, I'm like, I, I uh, I'm not, I'm not sure if this is good for her, but so, so I wanted to ask you, what's the, what, uh, and I think you've been asked, how do you feel while you're channeling and, and literally they're speaking through you, but physically, uh, beyond that, just physically, what kind of wear and tear does it put on you? It seems heavy. Yes. So obviously when I am channeling um, and I don't know whether, I don't know whether you've seen the videos, um, but it like, so it, they physically, because I'm holding such a high vibration within my energy field, my physical body has to do a lot of movements to kind of compensate for it. So there's, there's a lot of like face twitching, my hands always going, and sometimes the legs are going, the, everything is twitching, just everything. <laughs> so it's, it's a lot of energy all at once. While I'm actually channeling, I am usually obviously incredibly energized because I've got these really high frequencies moving through me. Um, <coughs> And that's actually really quite nourishing for my system, but it's it can also sometimes be quite overloading as well. So to be able to channel such high frequencies, it's more about the, I have to do an awful lot of physical addressing of my kinds of physical needs, if you like. So I've got to really, really, really take care of my physical body because it can be really, really tiring. So I tend to do most of my trans channeling in the mornings if I can, because if it gets towards the evenings, I'm starting to flag a little bit kind of energetically. And so it, it's it's a little bit harder to channel a little bit and it's just not as comfortable within my energy field. Not that it's harmful in any way, shape or form. You know, I'm very, I'm very strict about my energy management processes and um, I'm very, very mindful of how I, you know, look after my energy and I make sure that, um, 
you know that it's it's almost like those those really bare basic points of if I'm if I'm trans channeling the collective then then that session with my clients is going to be more expensive because of the higher level of demand it means on my energy it means that I can't I probably can't book people in for you know I've got to space my day out right differently right. all of that kind of stuff so it takes an awful lot of time management stuff and really really looking after my physical energy in a way that I was never very good at and it's almost kind of forced me to to get really good at that so I can maintain that high level of vibration to be able to channel them so even though it it's I understand what you mean it it sounds violent at times um in that you know they do move my body an awful lot um not not consciously it's just kind of the natural byproduct of me channeling such high vibration um but in me in me doing that it's forced me to do something to really look after myself and that's been hugely beneficial not just because I'm now able to trans channel you know all this incredible wisdom from this interdimensional collective consciousness it's just helped me with bare basics of I've now got more energy throughout the day on a normal day when I'm not channeling than I ever would have done before because I'm looking after myself so much better than what I would have been if that makes sense oh absolutely it does and that's a funny, funny side note. When what Daniel messaged me, he's like, "Are you going to just talk to Leanne or the collective?" I'm like, "I plan on just talking to Leanne because I'm afraid." <laughs> no offense to the collective, by the way. I'm like, "I'm afraid. I don't. I don't. I'm not ready for that." <laughs> I'm like, really? Are you a little bit scared of it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but there's a that fear is like, nah, I don't. I'm not ready for that yet. Maybe in the future. Maybe in the future, I'll, 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 I'll reach back out and be like, I think I'm ready. But no, I was I'd like, be nope. well up for that, Jeff. Well nope. up for that. <laughs> if, 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 if that, if that, ha- I mean, I, I would like to be in the state where it doesn't scare me. But I, again, no offense to to the collective, which I, I mean, you're a part of it. But it's like, I don't think I'm ready for that. I think that could tear. I think that could tear me apart. <laughs> I don't know and why. You know, that it's probably that. Do you remember when I was telling you that you know, whenever we step into a an, a next level of our expansion, we always meet that fear frequency. Like, and so there's, there's that element of the Galela Collective. So to give you an understanding of how they work, it's like 20% of what you are receiving is the language that you're hearing from them. But 80% of what you're receiving is that energy healing that I was talking to you about before. Right. So they're going to be all up in your energy system. They're going to be shifting stuff about, they're going to be purifying, cleansing, healing, doing all kinds of crazy magic, which is, which is gorgeous and it's juicy and it is so, so good for you. But if you're not ready to step into that level and your human's like, no, 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 let's just put the brakes on. We don't want to step into that level of expansion yet. Then that would be, you know, a perfectly reasonable reason why you would feel fear. You know, I, I don't, I don't know if you watch Marvel movies, but there's a I love Marvel movies. So, so in guardians of the galaxy, when they hold the power stone, he literally starts like his body. Start, that's what I envisioned. And I'm like, yeah, I can't, <laughs> I, I, that's, that's exactly what I envisioned. And I'm like, that's, I know that doesn't seem like I should do that. <laughs> that was Star Lord, not Time Lord, though. So, <laughs> <True>. <laughs> um, well, maybe maybe that's your version. Maybe your version is Star Lord. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, I've got a lot of the Peter Quill part, not the the the, <laughs> the cool part of them. Just the human part. <laughs> I like old music, and uh, I think he likes to drink. He seems like the type. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Leanne, this has uh, been uh, a, a tremendous guy. I knew it would be, uh, but it's <laughs> been a tremendous time talking to you. Um, before I let you go, obviously, I want you to tell my audience where they can find you. Uh, and of course, I'll link everything in the show notes, but uh, let them tell them where they can can connect to you. I know you've got the Instagram, but also, you know, your website, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Fabulous. Um, yeah, so you can find me over on Instagram. Instagram tends to be the place where I live the most. Um, so you can find me over there at I am Leanne Rose. Um, you can also find me on TikTok at Sacred Starseed Awaken. Um, I do have a website that is still in the throes of being kind of created. That's www.thegalelacollective.com. Um, it's not actually up and running at the moment, but it will be in in the next coming months <laughs> and when I can get me get react together um so yeah um that's how you can that's how you can find me that's how you can link in with me to see how you can work with me and the Galela Collective and um, to step into kind of like advanced level manifestation all of that kind of stuff so yeah yeah well you know you're 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 gonna either end up blocking me or talking to me over the next <laughs> next little <laughs> while because I'm gonna be like oh wonder who I could ask about this. She seems like... <laughs> and if... Oh yeah, bring all the questions, bring all the questions. I love it. I love yeah. it. And, and, and one day, if I do have the like, I'm ready, then I will contact you about, about talking to the collective. Amazing. Maybe, because I don't want that fear to... It, 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 the, the funny thing is, while you were talking about that earlier, I'm like, oh man, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do. I I directly was like, oh no. Well, do you know what? That's amazing because at least you recognized it, which is amazing. It shows it's being brought into your conscious awareness, which means that's half the battle already done. There you go. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm I'm halfway there. <laughs> Leanne, thank you so much for uh for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It's been amazing fun. Yeah, for me too. Thank you. <laughs> That's it. That's all. I hope you had a ball. Thank you, Leanne. Check her out on Instagram, her website. Both links are, of course, as always, in the show notes below. Had just a tremendous time speaking with Leanne. Uh, and yeah, I walked away feeling very, very good uh, from from that podcast. Um, I apologize. I hope the audio is okay. I'm using my backup mic because i'm scrambling to uh i'm i'm heading up to north florida this weekend so i'll i'll already be back home by the time you hear this lovely podcast um i'm going to the silly couples gender reveal party that's right my podcast guests from 80 so 80 so episode i'm sober and i can't even speak english episode 87 uh it happens to be my brother and his wife um but yeah they're they're having a gender reveal party up in Gilchrist County. Uh, never been to one of those. Always wanted to uh, do wh where they have those exploding things. Always wanted to do one, like be responsible for one and like do green as the color or something just to mess with everyone. I'd, of course, tell the parents, probably. Um, and me telling you this is why I will never be responsible for the gender uh, part of a gender reveal party that in my you know, probable alcoholism. Um, 
so that's about it. Make sure you check out. I'll try to link um, that local football flavor interview I did. I mean, if you're a Saints fan or you want to hear my thoughts on the Saints, you'll enjoy that. As always, check out FL Teams. I do a weekly NFL power ranking show there. Uh, and uh, we did the live broadcast Sunday night. Uh, myself, Jeremiah Hensley, who's a former podcast guest, and the the site owner, Isaac Edelman, three of us live broadcast a Dolphins-Steelers uh, Sunday night football game. We may do one or two more of those in the future. Stay tuned, and you can stay tuned to all that by following me on the socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. I've I've slacked a little on YouTube. I promise I'm going to get back into doing more Drunk Jeff Eats and other content on there i uh the hurricane set me back a little bit because i loaded up on food just in case and then you know i wasn't going to be ordering fast food while i had that food uh and then the other factor was uh i didn't drink for a while so you know (laughs) so there's that (laughs) so um anywho Hope you enjoyed this episode. Next week, uh, I, this past week, I interviewed two guests who have been on the podcast previously, and uh, I think I've got at least another couple uh, that will be on in the near future, but uh, Calvin Smith will be next week's guest. He was my episode 35 guest. I think I mentioned him briefly in this episode with Leanne, um, so check that out. That was a very popular episode when I talked to him. And then uh, Wajid Hassan, who was from episode 52, will most likely, and then now I'm kind of tripling up on uh, metaphysical type, more non-comedy uh, podcasts by doing this. But I think most likely he'll be episode 104. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we've got a couple other guests lined up. Uh, one who's been on Rogan twice. Um yeah, you'll just have to to stay tuned uh, to the Jeff Macalino podcast for more uh, more great content. And thanks to everyone who's been dropping five star ratings on uh, Apple. I I think someone told me I was over two hundred. Uh, so a lot of you have been doing that lately. I appreciate that. I'll have to figure out some sort of giveaway if you've rated me five stars on Apple, Spotify, subscribe to the YouTube, all that stuff. I'll, I'll figure something out. Um, of course, I'll need proof. Uh, but yeah, you can also rate me on Spotify five stars. I, I think I was up over 300. Um, at this point, I want someone to give me a four-star rating just just, just so I have something that's not perfect. Because I'm not perfect. And nobody's perfect. Um, well, you know, that's what non-perfect people say. So I couldn't even say that joke. Perfectly. So there you go. Uh, Boom. It's over.